I'm John Atak. You remember your name. I'm Sam Atak. You remember your name. Yeah. And this is an Opening Minds presentation. And uh, on this day, we're going to talk about the term human predator and the various kinds of human predator. And I'm going to start um, by looking clever and quoting a man called Shakespeare, um, Bill Shakespeare who said, some are born great, some achieve greatness, and some have greatness thrust upon them. Now, sadly, neither of us is in that position of being great, nope. but we will make, we'll make ourselves great again mm. with any luck. Um, however, the situation is that with predatory people, some of them are born that way. Mm. And that's reckoned to be, you can do this. What, yeah. what's, what's wrong with them? Uh, I, I don't know which area of the brain is it. It's called the paralimbic. Ah. And that runs between the limbus, which is the part of the brain that is the same in a crocodile as it is in a human being. Mm. Uh, the donut. It's also called, I think that's what limbus really means. Oh, lovely <laughs> fancy words, you know, donut in the brain, yeah. which has got the amygdala or almonds on the sides of it. You've also got a bit in your brain called the walnut. Mm. But, you know, it's all clever stuff. Um, that there are people who are born with uh, a slight deficiency in the connection between the kind of animal reaction brain, mm. the limbus, and the uh, prefrontal cortex, which is meant to be the clever bit. Mm. Though, uh, who knows? I don't have a clever bit. Never looked at one. Yeah, uh, yeah. if I did have one, I'd get yeah. rid of it. Um, so some are born that way, that they, they have a deficiency that makes them predatory that makes them view other people as prey some people have it thrust upon them they grow up in an environment that makes them distrustful of everybody around them which is to say that they can't trust you know one or more of their caregivers mm -hmm. who are predatory in their attitudes and you can see criminal families going from one generation to the next where they may well be born Mm -hmm. this thing yeah, with traits. but then they're in a, an environment of distrust yeah, towards because them. even if you have the traits like with the work of james fallon you don't necessarily go out and hurt people hmm. yeah james fallon is um what's called a pro-social soci sociopath and, and we will continue to talk about him frequently you can actually find his mm. videos on youtube but they're nowhere near as good as ours um he is somebody who uh, basically in his 50s as a neuroscientist himself and a guy with a couple of gene companies going on um he had some um, brain scans done of him and i think it was nine of his family members and he then had them anonymized so randomized so that he could see <laughs> you know without being biased yeah. and he was looking for things like uh, plaques in the brain that that might indicate uh, the onset of um, alzheimer's or something mm. like that you know he was just generally having a look because he's a curious sort of person mm. And his, uh, on one of them, he said, oh, yeah, there it is. There's the, the paralimbic deficiency. Mm -hmm. uh, which one of my relatives is this? <laughs> and his uh, technician went, oh, that's you, mate. Yeah. They're probably not in that accent because they're in California. Oh, it's right. probably more like, that's so, you, mate. Oh, you good. Know, you a bit more like Australian. Yeah. <laughs> not doing yeah. well with accents today. Mm. Um, so yet he has devoted his life largely to good work but he has the traits of a sociopath he has a lack of care for other people's feelings um he likes 
um, making a fool out of other people. Um, my favourite story is the one about him uh, getting a fellow professor to, you know, go to some seedy club and end up dancing naked on the table because he's so drunk, you know, and that's, that's his idea of fun. Taking his brother to a cave with the Ebola bats. That's in Marburg, yeah, huh? that, that he said, oh, let's go to the Marburg caves. And it was only when his brother got home that he realised that, that he, he'd been exposed potentially to Marburg mm-hmm. Ebola, which is not very good for you. Mm-hmm. Um, so he takes silly risks, basically. Um, childish, mm-hmm. foolish things yeah. to do. But he's somebody who has the actual brain thing. He also has the genetic alleles that are associated with um, the psychopathic or sociopathic condition. You also have people who achieve the condition. Now, these are people who have not necessarily been Mm. through an abusive childhood, but they feel that the world has hurt them in some way. Mm. And so they withdraw and they seek to develop um, an immunity to feeling and they they seek not to care about other people. Mm. Uh, So there are three roots here. What that tells us is that um, when we, you know, I I gave a talk uh, in July in Manchester and um, a member of of the audience said, oh, you shouldn't call them predators. You should talk about predatory behaviours. And she made a good point, really, which is that this is not a fixed condition. That, that it is possible to overcome it, as, as James mm. Fallon largely did, um, and be pro-social rather than anti-social. So give us some types, you know, get okay. to DSM-5 yeah. and give us some types of... Narcissists, borderlines, psychopaths, obviously, pro-social psychopaths, and Machiavellian personality. Machiavellian personality disorder, people who are very cunning. Mm. There's a lot of disagreement about this, isn't there? Which of those are actually included in the last... We're talking about the Diagnostic and Statistical Manual of the American Psychiatric Association. Psychopath isn't included. It's the antisocial personality disorder. Which, if we combine it with the earlier term, we can get pro-social, antisocial personality disorder, Mm. which they should make that a thing. But if it's it's something that's wrong with your brain, it's not a disorder, is it? it? It's a mental illness. Yeah. And so it's very naughty mm. as a psychiatrist to, to do that. Mm. Also, they talk about the narcissistic personality disorder in there. And that's telling you that this is curable. If something's a disorder, there's something you can do about it. And the interesting thing with borderline and narcissism is that once the person has realized mm. they have the disorder, then they are most of the way towards curing it. It's just mm. getting it through all of the, I'm going to use this word, Persiflage. That's good, I isn't that? That's the first time I've been able to use that word in 10 or 20 years. Uh, and it's not actually the right word, but I thought I'd throw that it in works. there because people go, oh, wow, he's clever. Um, you get through all the, the nonsense that, that, that people use to um, persuade themselves that what they're doing is the right thing, the my side yeah. or confirmation bias, which is overwhelming mm. narcissistic and borderline people that they are so convinced that they're doing the right thing mm. you know they can believe that they're very stable geniuses they can believe that coal is beautiful and clean mm. there are all sorts of imaginative ways of believing that, that they are you know beautiful wonderful fantastic people and this brings us into 
a variety of um, the, the varieties of narcissist. Mm. Um, one of my great heroes, and I have quite a lot of heroes actually. There are a lot of people mm. I really have tremendous admiration for. Uh, you're one of them actually. Oh, I think you're. Very, oh no, it's that. I don't share the being, same. No, of course you wouldn't. You know, yeah. Why would you? Yeah. <laughs> that wasn't Machiavellian personality disorder. That was. Yeah. Um, the idea of bigging people up mm. so that they'll do as they're told. And, uh, obviously it hasn't worked. Obviously it hasn't worked so far. I haven't joined the Unification Church of Samananity yet, but I will one day, probably, yeah. if you keep working. I'll sign you up against yeah, your will. Against my will. Yeah, just just when I'm asleep, get me to sign a yeah. piece of paper and um, rob, empty my bank account of the 27 pence that's in there. Well, I think as your child, I'm already doing that. But... Yeah, that is true, actually. Gosh. Mm. <laughs> Uh, but that's a dependent personality disorder. That's a quite different oh, thing. Right. So if such a person who is predatory can realize that they're predatory, um, and that doesn't mean be told by all the people around them that they're predatory, it means they actually realize that they're predatory, then there's every hope for them to recover and um, become pro-social. And we like to see that. But we'd also like to see that people who are devastatingly antisocial um, are restricted in mm. some way and prevented from becoming leaders of countries. So politicians should take the hair psychopathy checklist. Yeah, revised. Revised. So I don't. I think there are, <laughs> that's what the you revi- have to call it. That's the hair yeah. psychopathy checklist revised because there was another one before. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yes. Uh, yeah. So everybody who stands for political office should be. They should take a series of tests. I think very fairly simple tests to see if they're actually fit for office. Um, I look around the world at, you know, you know, we've got Putin, we've got Abe in Japan, we've got Duterte in the Philippines, we've Mao. got Bolsonaro. Mao's oh, no, not, he's not, dead. G, G, that's G, what I meant. I get Xi Jinping. Um, just look around the world and we've got some pretty crazy people. Did we in mention charge. Modi? Modi in yeah. India. We're not happy about any of these people no. and, and we, we think that it would be good if there was some testing to make sure that uh, they they don't get power. So there, you can be born with it, you can have it imposed upon you through childhood, or you can decide that you don't want to play anymore. Um, and we would like to see a society where people are judged by what they contribute to society, the good that they do, the virtues that they have. Um, it's very distressing to see that democracy has led us into tyranny in so many cases. And we would like to see a fundamental understanding that there are some very good people and there are some very bad people. And then in between, there's the rest of us, the great majority. And as Martin Luther King said, it's not evil that's the problem in the world. And it's not the evil people. It's the mediocre people who do nothing. So what we would recommend is understanding the the qualities if that's the right word of the human predator and you know keeping yourself at a distance from them looking at your own behavior and seeking to be positive um, towards other people and helpful and making the world a charming and wonderful place in which to mm. be so that we don't actually blow each other up or completely destroy the the earth i'd like that that would be nice yeah. wouldn't it so um thank you for sharing your time with us um 
I think I'm still John Atak. And I'm definitely Sam Atak. And um, we uh, look forward to sharing your company again soon. Thank you so much. <laughs>